Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about intra-abdominal infections. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash intra-abdominal infections or in the infectious diseases section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. There is a long list of possible intra-abdominal infections including acute diverticulitis, which is infection and inflammation in intestinal diverticula, acute cholecystitis with secondary infection in the gallbladder, ascending cholangitis, which is infection in the bile ducts, appendicitis, which is infection in the appendix, spontaneous bacterial peritonitis, which is infection in the acidic fluid in the peritoneal cavity, and intra-abdominal abscesses. Let's talk about the bacteria. Common bacterial causes of intra-abdominal infections include anaerobes, for example, bacteroides and clostridium, E. coli, Klebsiella, Enterococcus and Streptococcus. Next let's talk about the antibiotics. Intra-abdominal infections require broad-spectrum antibiotics until the culture results are available. Antibiotics need to cover gram-positive, gram-negative bacteria and anaerobes. Coamoxiclav provides good gram-positive, gram-negative and anaerobe cover. It does not cover Pseudomonas or atypical bacteria. Quinolones, such as ciprofloxacin and levofloxacin, provide reasonable gram-positive and gram-negative cover and also cover atypical bacteria. However, they do not cover anaerobes, so they're usually paired with metronidazole when treating intra-abdominal infections. Metronidazole provides excellent cover for anaerobic bacteria but it does not provide any cover against aerobic bacteria. Gentamicin provides excellent gram-negative cover and some gram-positive cover, particularly against Staphylococcus aureus. Gentamicin is bactericidal, meaning that it kills bacteria rather than just slowing them down. Vancomycin provides very good gram-positive cover including against MRSA. Vancomycin is often combined with gentamicin for the gram-negative cover of gentamicin and with metronidazole for the anaerobic cover of the metronidazole in patients who are allergic to penicillin. So this combination of vancomycin, gentamicin and metronidazole provides very broad-spectrum cover. Cephalosporins provide good broad-spectrum cover against gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, but they're not very effective against anaerobes. Cephalosporins are often avoided due to the risk of Clostridium difficile or C. diff infection. Piperacillin with Tazobactam, which is known as Tazacin, and Meropenem are powerful antibiotics that provide gram-positive gram-negative and anaerobic cover. They do not cover atypical bacteria or MRSA. 
Tazosin does not cover extended-spectrum beta-lactamase bacteria, or ESBLs, but meropenem does. Tazosin and meropenem are usually reserved for very unwell patients and those not responding to other antibiotics. Local antibiotic policies will determine the choice based on local resistance and infection control issues. Common regimes for treating intra-abdominal infection are coamoxiclav on its own, which will cover gram-positive, gram-negative and anaerobes, a combination of amoxicillin for the gram-positive, gentamicin for the gram-negative and metronidazole for the anaerobic bacteria, a combination of ciprofloxacin, which covers gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, plus metronidazole for the anaerobes, or a combination of vancomycin, which covers gram-positive, gentamicin for gram-negative, and metronidazole for the anaerobes. So thanks for listening to this episode on intra-abdominal infections. Hopefully you found it helpful. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about septic arthritis.